That's not true. Technically, he was on an, uh, an episode I did in uh, Virginia. Oh yeah, my triumphant return. Yeah, he was the he was the replacement for Shane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. What was that? Oh yeah, cause you, went know, to, you went to a comic con or you went to a monster mania thing. Yeah. Yeah. You defected. I think the, you defected the, the from funniest, us. The funniest part of that was <laughs> when Amy came on. And said, oh, if, if Miles is going to be Shane, then I guess I'll be Mike, and I'll have to fart directly into the microphone. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm so glad that I switched uh, my diet up. I, I'm not nearly as gassy as I used to be. See, that's good, because I've just spent the last 15 minutes on the fucking toilet. Shitting what, through... Shane? I've just spent the last 15 minutes on the toilet shitting through an eye of a needle, so... Mm. Yeah, I woke up oh, this morning. The, yeah, the toilet has been my friend today. You should probably have some butt sex. Open that up a bit. Oh, oh God. What? <laughs> Are you talking from experience, Mike? Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Didn't you ever see that? Never mind, I don't want to say that. You never saw that old, uh, that older video with the, the woman... Sticking that Coke can up her butt, or is it her butt or the other one? Her vagina. Oh yeah. my god! What the fuck? See, no, I, I I didn't say vagina because I didn't think that would be that impressive, but like a Coke can up the butt, you know. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very oh, yeah. impressed. So, well, I did see a video with a Louisville slugger, but that's a different matter. Isn't that mm-hmm. that's that song? What by Miley Cyrus? Louisville Slugger to both headlights. Something something something. The song sucks. That one. What Miley Cyrus? No, that's it's isn't that the other one? The hold on, Louisville Slugger to both headlights. It's that one song by Carrie Underwood. It's before he cheats. Huh. Who the fuck is Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Wasn't she on American Idol? I don't fucking know. Don't watch that shit. Yeah, I they you, don't get I... American Idol in England, Mike. No, we don't get American Idol in England. I didn't even think England. about that. I honestly didn't even think about that. <laughs> do, do, do you have European Idol? No, we, we, we used to have X Factor. Oh, yeah. Until it got cancelled last year. Yes. Good. Good work, Shane. I'm glad, we could, I'm glad we could all talk about this. Yeah. Fucking campaigned for the, I campaigned for the demise of that show for fucking years. <laughs> demise. <laughs> Hours of plotting. That was, a t- that was a pile of turgid shite. I threw that one in there for miles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Miles' is, Miles is wife is very happy about you introducing new lingo into his lexicon. Hey. Oh, boy. That was amazing. <laughs> That's okay. I'm here all week. <laughs> well, when I come home all excited, I was like, oh, man, I learned a new word because of Shane. She goes, oh, yeah, what is it? I go, turgid. <laughs> she goes, okay, what does it mean? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> Did you look it up? <laughs> Did you look it up? Nope. 
well, did he use it in a sentence? Figure it out. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure he called someone a turgid cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Astounded, actually. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, God. See, I'm I'm here to please people. Uh Uh-oh. I um, think he's here too. Great. Uh, fuck's sake! What does he want? You've been fed. Piss off. That's what Val used to say to me all the time. <laughs> oh, great! What does he want? No, it's you've been fed. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you after, Ziggy? You've had treats. You've got food. Yeah, you have, oh. mate. So you're just going to walk around my feet instead? Oh, great. That's what they do. Mm. He's been asleep all bloody day. That's a perfect time to get up and bother people. Yeah, well, Dad's recording the podcast, little fucker. <clears throat> so, uh, are we ready to go? Yeah, let's get started. <laughs> Have you got uh, the backup and the other backup reco- um, started? I decided we're just free balling it, Shane. Whoa. We're going one and done. That's it. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not doing that. Oh, That's okay. fucking crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, we did that with that George that one time. Yeah, and you lost that fucker. Oh, he's starting. I don't mind. <laughs> I can't even hear it. I didn't realize you actually played this. <laughs> I got you just slap it in there. That's what she said. To all you need is blood. And I'm in. UHM Horror Podcast. Also, slide. Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Yeah, normally I edit out uh, what you guys are saying during the uh, the music, <laughs> but I think I'm going to leave it in this time. <laughs> I will say, listening to the podcast, it comes out fine. Like, it's not quiet or anything. Well, so I made it another adjustment. Was it a little bit louder today? Only just. I would Only say just. not even. Damn it. I just I turned it up the tiniest bit. I don't want to... Because before, it used to be so loud. <laughs> it, was, it was deafening before. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I'll keep working on it. The next time, I'll turn it up a little bit more. We'll see where we go. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 93, the official Jesus. podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. And once again, returning to the podcast in epic form, Miles Holly. Miles, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. So psyched to Mike, be here. Mike, again. Shane, you're still here, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're glad to have you on here, Miles. Actually, it was my suggestion. Get Miles on here. Let's have him talk about shit. <laughs> I could be an interpreter with my English background. But you could. The nonsense that Jane, this chain is talking about. And there's a lot of it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need it, I'll tell you. Yeah, these two are fucking clueless. It's hilarious. That's true. We grew up in our American bubbles. Yep. And even we're in our own bubbles, too. Yeah. It's like Midwest and the other one. The other Northeast. One. <laughs> <laughs> the colonies. Oh, yeah. The founding. Yeah, the founding, uh, the 13 colonies. Ryan was there. 
I was there. I yeah. remember. Yeah, and there's me in the land of the inbreds. Great. You're the OG. Pump- I was throwing pumpkin spice tea right into the uh, bay in Boston. If it wasn't for Shane, we wouldn't be here in America. That's because he's old enough to have fathered uh, many of the founding fathers. <laughs> he is the founding father. <laughs> That's who they're talking about when they say that. Didn't you witness the birth of Jesus? Fuck off. <laughs> he's the one that knocked her up. Ew. Uh, uh, All right. <laughs> Not anymore, bitch. Well, welcome to the podcast, folks. We like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe, rate, review, uh, and report. It, don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and report. Send <laughs> send offending emails. Well, if it sounds like I'm out of breath and I sound like shit, it is because I am out of breath and I sound like shit. I am sick this weekend. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You got that corona. Yeah, well, one of us took a little trip down to the corona testing center yesterday. Oh, dear. And I spent a literal eight hours sitting in my car waiting for my test. Oh, my God. I watched three entire horror movies along with just dicking around on my phone. Um, while I sat there and just waited and like kept checking in and blah, blah, blah. It was a fucking nightmare. Actually, one of my so, really good friends took a test yesterday too. Cause one of his uh, coworkers was exposed to it. So he had to go and get tested. Yeah. Mine is negative by the way. So I don't have the Rona, but I do have some awful chest cold, something or other, but it makes me sound really cool. So that's the positive. You sound like somewhat normal. You just sound a little nasally. Yeah. Well, I think it's the pumpkin tea that's really keeping me going. <laughs> yeah, me. that's a... <laughs> I'm just on the usual standard tea, you know, Yorkshire Yorkshire tea. I'm happy. I'm drinking a rain energy drink because there's only three carbs in them. Wow, rain. Yeah. That's like a, a, a young people's drink, Mike. Are you Is allowed it? to have those? Is it? I don't know. I remember <laughs> when, like, the birth of Monster came out when I was, like, 15, and I was just all for it. Ugh. This this is my lifestyle now, is what you said. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Going to adopt the name Kyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my cousin is named Kyle, so I always give him crap for it. <laughs> oh, fuck. So what's everybody been doing besides uh, getting sick on my end? What have you been up to, Mike? Oh, me. We're going to start with me. Every yeah, day. It up. The same as last week. I wake up. I go to the gym. I come home, I watch two or three movies, I study for two hours, because my test is on the 21st, so 10 days from now, and then I watch more movies, and I go to bed. That is my life. I don't even I don't even really game that much right now until after October. Mm. So yeah, <clears throat> I got the um, testing date for my, my boiler test, it's going to be at noon. So I got I got time to throw up beforehand. I'm throw up after. 
Nice. Then Val and I are going to Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, that's literally what I've been up to. Excellent. How about you, Shane? Um, I've been sleeping a lot. Um, I have been watching movies. Um, been sticking with my horror challenge of the month, watching two or three movies a day. Um, I've been doing lots of cooking, which isn't is very much boring. Boring. Um, I love cooking. Are you doing anything good or what? I made a pie today. Made turkey and vegetable pie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was pot so pie. Lazy. No, not quite a pot pie. Um, I uh, I was lazy and didn't didn't make my pastry today. So that was a heathen a heathen thing on my part. Um, Paul Hollywood's gonna fucking destroy yeah. you, dude. He's not gonna be happy with that. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, Mary Berry, then. <sighs> she can fuck off as well, saggy gusseted old cunt. Hey, um, hey. What? <laughs> don't you talk about Mary Berry like that. She's I like a know. thousand years old. Yeah. She's a fucking Methuselah. <laughs> She's old enough to be your mother. <laughs> she probably turgid. fucking is. Yeah, she is turgid. Festering old bin. <laughs> yeah, festering old bin. Yeah, um... Yeah, so I made, I made a pie. Um, I uh, I haven't bought any music or movies this week. Uh, oh, actually, no, I tell a lie. I bought um, a replacement copy for my Tenacious D album that got stolen. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the first album. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and that's about it. You know, not really been doing much. Ziggy has been... Relatively good most of the week, apart from now when he's just laying on the floor looking like a complete slut. Um, I got introduced. To, oh, I got introduced to TikTok. Oh, oh my god. god! What are you doing? Well, that's I've like the rain energy of apps. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. <laughs> I've not joined it. I had a buddy, who, a buddy of mine who's quite active on there. He went live on there um, last weekend. And basically, it turns out that I've been told I should do a TikTok page dedicated to 30-second movie reviews, which for me would probably consist of this movie's shit, don't watch it, or this movie's really good, do watch it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm not going to bother doing that because it would just be a waste of time. Um because we have this podcast, you know, so people can listen to this instead. But um, yeah, why why do a thirty second uh, review? You can listen to a whole two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I managed to offend a lot of his friends. Um, I think TikTok got banned in the U.S. or it's yeah. in the process of. Yeah. But um, yeah, I managed. So- I, what was that, Miles? Uh, I said I think they were selling TikTok or something. Oh right. But yeah, Um, yeah. So I managed to offend a few of his friends with some Brit speak that they had no idea what I was talking about until I went on a dictionary and explained it to them, and he lost a few followers. (laughs) Good work, Shane. I know. Those fifteen-year-olds aren't really cut out for British slang. 
it was really funny because he was trying to hit 5k followers and then my neighbor who also happens to be on tiktok was watching his his uh ticker go down and he was like oh you got 598 oh now you got 595 and then it just crept up and when he woke up the next morning he went i'm still stuck at 598 thanks to you you cunt <laughs> and i was just like well it's tiktok for you it's just a shit app and then half an hour later he got 5,000 followers and i was like for fuck's sake i failed didn't i but yeah other than that um i'm sorting through some vinyl to sell and cds and blu-rays so that's about it sweet how about you miles been getting into anything recently uh yeah so first off, i've been working like a maniac as per always i made the i don't know oh so wise decision to get into medicare so i'm having a lot of interesting conversations with old people and the <laughs> prescriptions that they take and why how much uh, of it is talking to shane <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um i did have one conversation where you know the woman was like you know what i'm gonna be honest my husband takes one other medication it's when he wants to be 20 years young again and he does not take that on every day. I am, oh I am only human. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. But uh, other than that, I, um, I got a comic book series uh, recently, a hardcover called The Meta Barons, um, that was written by Alejandro Jodorowsky and illustrated by Juan Jimenez, who, you know, sadly died earlier this year. Um, but it's really interesting. It, the detail of the art and everything is just outstanding like it's a piece of art in every single panel um and if you've seen images of like when jodorowsky wanted to do dune uh juan jimenez was the guy that was doing all the illustrations and stuff for it so it's i don't know i just got into it it's a little it's dense for sure but it looks interesting and i'm excited to get through it what's um, the uh, series about um so it's it's described as a space opera reminiscent of greek tragedy um, but it follows these cybernetically enhanced warrior people called the Meta Barons, and it follows them, you know, throughout several different generations and all their exploits. Um, and a lot of it is told between, like, in um, like um, a flashback from, you know, one of the Meta Barons robots that has been there for the whole thing, and he's telling it as a story to this other robot. So it's it's cool. It's all about like war and conquest and how they, you know, started out as this primitive species on this planet and then they end up being forced to go out into space and conquer the, the universe um, so it's very high sci-fi stuff and I, know, I just happened to see some of the artwork and I was like wow I gotta check this out and then knowing Jodorowsky is involved in you know kind of the life of Juan Jimenez is really interesting um, I just piqued my interest so I'm gonna give it a go something different other than like the usual DC and Marvel stuff yeah right um, other than that, been, my wife and I have been watching a lot of horror movies. Um, we also do our 31 Days of Horror, and we're a good 15 movies in so far, so making good progress. But probably one of the scariest things was we watched Ghostbusters and realized that the majority of the cast in the movie is younger than we are now, which is oh, shocking. No. <laughs> oh, God. That's really quite frightening. Oh, my God. It is terrifying. And they still Why did look you tell older. me that? <laughs> Like, Bill Murray is 32 years old in that movie. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah. They're all so young. Same with Dan Aykroyd and, um, and everyone else. They're just so young, it blew my mind. Oh like, my I always God. thought 
Janine was good. The I forget the actress name, but I always pictured her being like her forties or something like that. She is also like thirty years old in this movie, which was absolutely mind blowing. Um, and well, other than that, I feel like shit even more. Yeah, I know. I, I I feel terrible now. I'm thirty two. <laughs> what am I doing? You haven't even started one ghost adventure yet. Exactly. exactly. How the fuck do you think I feel? I'm forty six. Oh god. <laughs> See, when Ghostbusters came out, I was 10. Jesus. That sucks. Yeah, Yeah, that was the most terrifying thing I've encountered. (laughs) (laughs) The most terrifying terrifying thing about Ghostbusters is that the special effects in that movie are far superior than the version that came out a few years ago with the all-female cast. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And there wasn't a single ghost blowjob in the new one either. No. <laughs> I don't, don't know why. <laughs> it was brave. Oh, it was a brave fuck. movie. It was brave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, normally this is where I'd do some news, but I literally could not find any news of, like, horror movie related or anything since we did the last show, so I really don't have any news to go through. Um, Unless you wanted to talk about any of the goings-ons of uh, PlayStation and Xbox, Mike. I know you're up on all that shit. Like, I know Uh, um, Microsoft acquired Bethesda. That's, like, big news. $7.2 billion. Jesus Christ. It's, like, one of the largest mergers. I think they paid more than... uh, Disney did for Marvel. So, um, yeah, my buddy was telling me today, though, that the PlayStation 5, the the, uh, SSD is soldered in, so you can't change it. Well, they have an upgrade path, though, I believe. I think. Yeah, I mean, you can upgrade it, but, like, if something goes wrong with that main hard drive, like, that's that. That's it, huh? I think so. But uh, yeah, it's like a month away for uh, both of those big consoles. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out in a month as well. <sighs> so yeah, it's uh, that's going to be a grand taken out of my bank account in one week. <laughs> so I'm oh looking forward God. to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to whatever. I mean, it, they both look cool. You know, it's whatever you want to play. I think the console wars are really stupid and dumb, yeah. unnecessary. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good bang for your buck if you don't play on PC. I, w- I will say I have been shitting on uh, Microsoft throughout most of this, but within the last month or so, like, some of their news and their, like, the reviews of the upscaled or upgraded uh, previous-gen games that are playing on it are fucking, like, everything looks awesome. I'm, I'm super impressed with what they're doing, that it, it's, like, increasing rev- resolution and frame rate without, you know, charging you another $60 for the HD version. Yeah. I think and, that's, uh, uh, that's a good move. No, yeah, for sure. And those are just games being not utilizing all of the Xbox Series X. You know, it's only getting uh, these upgrades. But games that are uh, going to utilize that, like the next four so it's supposed to be like played in like 120 FPS or something. Something like ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... Just when it comes to Xbox, I'm like I Xbox is my main system. I love Xbox. Even when I finally get into my uh, career 
paying job. I'm still going to get a PC, but like console is always going to be like, so you just pop in the game. There's no tinkering. You just pop it in and you're going to play a beautiful looking game. So good lore chain. Oh, the chair. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you farted. Oh, I wish I farted. I if wish I, I farted. Why would I you wish, wish that? Why? Because then at least I know that my body would be back to normal and I wouldn't be shitting through the eye of a needle. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah, there's um, this Scorn coming out if you know horror games. Scorn looks really cool. Yep. And uh, that, the medium game. Val knows a lot more about this, but it's like a series of games that are supposed to be an anthology. I forget the name of them, but it's the people who did Man of Medan, uh, The Medium coming out, and there's another one. Let's hmm. like she said it was like 8 to 10 games or something. It's supposed to be a giant anthology. So uh, that's the, the trailer that you probably saw that you could play... What was it? You could play uh, like two different characters at once or something. I forget, but it's that's supposed to be get uh, really good. I mean, you got Flight Simulator on Xbox, and yeah, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> it's um, gotta have it. <laughs> you uh, it's getting a lot of good reviews for PC. Yeah, for from fucking nerds who want to play flight simulators. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the new Resident Evil's coming out and everything. So it's a good time to get into, like, horror games. It's a good time to, to watch Val play horror games. Oh, great. Because I can't. Well, there is, um, a, little, there is a little bit of news, because they just dropped the trailer for the new version of The Stand. I saw week. that, and I, I ignored it. Yeah, yeah I'm I gonna. I can't, I can't watch it, because I'm still getting through the, the book. I'm only a quarter of a way through, and then I had to start studying for this test, so I haven't even touched it in, like, over a month. And then this trailer drops, and I'm like, well, I can't watch any of that. So is the movie going to be, like, 24 hours long? Like, how's that going to work? Probably. The book I'm reading, it's, like, the uncut extended edition, and there's, like... Of the book? Yeah, it's, like, a 1,300... It's, like, thirteen or 1,400 pages or something stupid. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. So one thing I did see, Mike, and you might be interested in this. Uh, it hasn't been officially announced, but a the the company Harmonix leaked out that uh, Rock Band Four will be Series X compatible. Oh, good! I just started playing that again. And they're hinting that the DLC may make its way over as well. And I'm oh, like, oh, speaking no, of, does this, mean, does this mean I got to buy another console? <laughs> did you get the the rivals? Um, I don't know if I owned it already or not. Because I, I bought it two weeks ago, seven bucks. So I'd have to buy some more batteries, Mike. All my uh, all my guitars. Oh my god! Juice. I had to open up my guitar because it wasn't working. All the batteries were corroded, so I had, like oh, no. I, they like exploded. So I had yeah. to clean it all off and everything just so it can make the connection. <laughs> and I was like, I hope this is worth it as I'm fiddling with it. But I, I suck way more now than I used to. Right? Yeah, a couple years down does that, and you're like, oh, let's let's fire up some expert, uh, you know, some of these expert guitar songs, and I'm like, oh, I can't even pass them on hard, fuck. I was trying to play uh, uh, Valhalla by uh, Judas Priest, and man, that was rough. I could, like, restart on expert, and then after, those solos in there, it is insane. It's such, mm-hmm. such a fun game, though. I love that game. I'll always defend, like, Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, it's good. Miles is well aware. He's he's oh been on God. so many rock band outings. 
the one time we had everyone on, like three vocals, guitar, bass, drums, playing, what was it, um, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, oh man. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> and throughout the whole thing, we're like, we finished the song, everybody's high-fiving each other, we're like, that was awesome! Elisa comes downstairs <laughs> and she goes, you guys fucking suck! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Well, that's all I really got for news. Um, yeah, there's not too much There's not too much news, like, in gaming or horror right now. Yeah. Because everyone, everything week. is coming out in a month, and it's like you're already seeing the games coming out. You already know the what horror movies are coming out this year, which are practically none. So, yeah. So one thing I did, I, I watched, I kind of wanted to bring up, was I watched both uh, Dominion and Exorcist The Beginning. And both are the prequels to The Exorcist. And if you don't know the story behind them, it's uh, they were filming Dominion with this one director, and he filmed almost the entire movie. The studio watched it and was like, oh, we hate this. We don't want to do this. So they shit-canned him and hired uh, Remy Harlan to make Exorcist The Beginning. Kept the same lead actor, one of the Skarsgårds, I forget which one, and um, uh, like re- remade the entire movie. So, and they released both of them on DVD after, you know, it came out. And nobody liked either one, really, which I thought was kind of funny. So I decided to go back and watch them both. And I think I kind of like Exorcist the Beginning better. It's dumber, but it's gorier, and it has it's more fun. Where the Dominion is slower, more artsy, but has a worse plot. So it's like, all right, I don't know, which they're both bad, and I don't really like either, but I just thought it was funny to go back and see two of almost the same movie just made by two different directors. It was kind of a, a cool concept. Did you guys ever watch those? It, I think it's funny that Stellan Skarsgård's in both of them. Right, he plays uh, the same guy in both of them. I kind of, like, re- redo the roles. I watched um, a big... The Exorcist beginning in theaters, what was it, like 2004? Yeah, somewhere around there. And I just remember the ending and how she, like, gets transported to a cave. She's, like, running down a, a cave, like, I was going to say a hallway. <laughs> She's, like, running down a cave at him. And they just get transported and they, like, finish up in this massive climax of, like, exercising the demon. That's all I remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. That one's over the top. It's crazy, and the other one's much more subdued, but not in like. A, like people are like, "Oh, this one's way more intelligent and smart." I'm like, "Yeah, it's trying to do that, but it doesn't really succeed at it." I don't know, but um, I say uh, I say go for the beginning because it's dumb and violent, and I'm feeling dumb and violent recently. They need to. Re- I think that they need to reboot Exorcist. You like remake it. Um, well, the, the remake in my head is never going to happen, but like kind of keep the, the subtle, uh, scares of the first one, but the first one for me had some pacing issues, but if they like fixed all that and they made practical effects and they actually made the demon look scary, like it did in 73 and then just kind of go from there. Cause Exorcist two is garbage. Exorcist three is amazing, but like it kind of, but it's a slasher movie. Yeah. It just happens to have an exorcism in it. <laughs> yeah. As as messy as that final cut is, it's I love Exorcist 3. But I feel like it would be a good good uh, series to reboot and get some fresh ideas. Because Exorcist movies now are all the same. 
They're I mean, so... I'm, I'm kind of like I don't want to see anymore. I need, I need some fresh ideas, though. You know, you, the reason why you don't want to see anymore is because you're so used to seeing the same shit. I'm thinking, like, a shark exorcist, where the shark gets possessed by a demon, <laughs> and then a priest has to exorcise a shark. Yeah, that would be that would be really stupid, but I'm pretty sure that was already made. What was the I name think of that? That's already made, I think. <laughs> Wasn't it? Shark? I oh, think it is. I think Brian, it's a I movie. thought you watched that. I probably did. Shark <laughs> Exorcist movie. Hold on. Is that the one where the shark fin comes up in the toilet? It's no, literally called shark. shark Exorcist. It was made in yeah. 2015. I've probably seen it. No, the one you're thinking of, Miles, is Ghost Shark. Oh. That's <laughs> that's a good one. I recommend Ghost Shark. That's better than Shark Exorcist. <laughs> the thing is, we can never trust Ryan's judgment on movies when he says, oh, this is a great movie, and then you watch it and you think, what a pile of shit that was. What the fuck is that man thinking? <laughs> or, or, or actually, now that I think about what you're saying, the shark fin in the toilet, that could also be House Shark. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> There's also Jaws 19, which is a Russian uh, fan-made like film. And it's, it involves a ghost shark, and there's there's a scene where uh, some guy's hiding in the bathroom from the the ghost shark, and you could hear the shark knocking on the door. Oh my god! And the the kid like <laughs> opens up, and the kid gets thrown out of a window, and I'm pretty sure he explodes. And Val and I were in tears; we were laughing so hard. You can only find it on like YouTube, but it's worth it. And it can stay on YouTube because I won't be watching it. Ghost. I don't know, Shane. I've seen some of the movies you've been watching this week, and it's not been too many good ones. Go on, then. Explain. Name them. I don't know. I feel, I, I feel like... I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to call you out. Let's see here. Let's go to Shane's page. I know <laughs> I've seen some shitty ones on here. Da, 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 da. Tattoos, tattoos, nonsense, podcast, facehuggers. Where's all your movies? Oh, have you been doing them on Instagram? Yeah, I've been doing them on Instagram. I've been sharing them to Facebook. So, bitch. Well, I know there's been some stinkers in there, Shane. You've been, <laughs> you can't, you've been, you can't even back it up. I can't back it up. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you this suck. stupid new Facebook doesn't show anything past three days. Come on. Go. Wow. See, I don't have Facebook on my phone. I only well, have the... I'm not on my phone. No. I like the new Facebook because I could uh, put it into dark mode on my desktop. See, I hate the new Facebook I'll, because yeah, I'm an ultra wide and then all the icons move all the way to the right hand side of the screen and the other shit's all the way to the left. Oh man, you're, those problems that you got those are rough. Oh, let's see. Right. I'm on my... an ultra wide monitor. It's fucking whatever. Right, let's go to my Instagram and let's see which movies I have been watching. Yeah, let's we'll hear it, Yeah, alright. Let's do this. See, because I haven't watched anything today. Because I've been asleep for most of it. So, um... Because <laughs> I've been... I've been... I've been on the toilet most of the day. So, yeah, I've been resting and shit. Um... Very dogging it right now. This is a horrible decision. Alright, you watched Hubby Halloween. <laughs> that was Is awful. it a Hubie? I don't know. Yeah, Hubie Halloween was awful. Um, I watched Wishmaster last night and Afflicted. Ooh, Afflicted's um, so good. Val and I watched it the other day. Yeah, I do like that movie. Ryan got me into that. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Because we were talking about it on this. Um, I watched Eli the other day for the first time. 
and that was quite a quite an interesting movie. Quite like that. Obviously, the annual outing for Dead Set. I watched that. Um, Seven. Um, Christine. Uh, that that's an album. Um, From Hell. Uh, Brightburn. Yep. Aliens. Yep. Uh, Vampires versus the Bronx. That was, That's the one. <laughs> that was fucking dreadful. It really was. It was kind of like a um, a blatant piss take of the Lost Boys, where someone tried to correct me on Facebook, but on a horror group I'm in, and they said no, it was a homage to the Lost Boys. I went no, it was a blatant rip off. I hate when people say that shit. <clasps> yeah. Um. Oh, well, so yeah, I did the front uh, not on Elm Street movies. I've done the. George Romero trilogy, the first three. Um, and that's about it. Mm. So yeah, so so yeah, I'm not sure. I'll what stand I'm gonna by watch my tonight. claim that your your vampires versus the Bronx is probably maybe worse than anything else that I've watched. Oh, I don't know. I mean, fucking hell, there's I've seen some shit movies in my time. I mean, that Hubie but and. Hubie Halloween was just fucking awful. But apparently there was a there was a story behind that. Uh, Adam Sandler went to the Oscars and because he didn't win anything, he vowed that he was going to make the worst movie of his career, which turned out to be Hubie Halloween. I heard some people said that it wasn't bad, though. I got to watch it. I mean, but as yeah. soon as I read the premise, it sounded like Ernest Scared Stupid. I think that's probably his, his um, tribute to that. Maybe. I mean, his homage Adam, to Ernest. <laughs> yeah. Homage. <laughs> Is it homage? <laughs> homage. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Who knows? Fuck, no one knows. I did off. get my Friday the 13th box set this week, fellas. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Fucking boner inducing. Like, I had you to rearrange my entire DVD. Shelf to fit that in there. <laughs> it's right next to the Shout Factory Fly box set for me, and it's just like this half of the shelf is just those two collections. <laughs> you know what? It's really bizarre because it was last year it got released on Blu-ray, didn't it? The um, the collection Friday the Thirteenth collection. If you remember, I pre-ordered it live on the podcast. Well, not live because it was pre-recorded, but um, I pre-ordered it on the podcast. Got it the day it came out. Watched the films over the week, and then sold the box set to my buddy. Oh yeah, that was that standalone uh, Blu-ray set. That's right. the one. Yeah. Now this is the this is the Scream Factory one. That's like it's as big as your head. It's huge. <clears throat> it's, it's so cool looking. I heard people... some people are getting uh, duplicate movies in there. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that they were bitching because there were some. There was one movie where one sound effect was clipped off. Oh, my God. I'm like, what the fuck? How the hell do you know that? <laughs> uh, I hope I don't get any duplicates. I'd be pissed. No, it'll be, it'll be two Friday the 13th fives. Oh, God. And that's your favorite movie of the franchise. Mm. That's a guilty pleasure movie of mine. I love Part Five. Oh, really? God, no. Oh, it's so Come stupid. On. I just like when that fat guy gets butchered because of his candy bar. 
Well, if that's the way you feel about it, Vic. <laughs> the guy's like, ah! <laughs> he just kills him. <laughs> has nothing to do with, like, the franchise in general. It's just one guy getting upset at another and just killing him with an axe. That's great. I also like the um, porta potty serenade. Ooh, baby. <laughs> baby, baby. So hot. Oh, my God. Oh, enchiladas. Nice. All right. Uh, let's get to our main topic of the show, then, since we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Shane, this was your pick on this one. Yeah, it was. Um, I, thought, uh, I thought of two titles for it. You guys ready? Go on. All right. Unhappy Endings. Or they'll get you in the end. The Ghoulies. Oh. That's, yeah, the Ghoulies poster. <laughs> uh oh. Well, I didn't. I didn't um, prep for this at all. Then. What did you prep for? Just talking about the movies we watched again. I thought we were like. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, that's fine. We could do those too. Listen, they might fall in, Mike. Two of my movies fell in. Yeah, I have nothing for this topic, so. <laughs> not, not that. That's fantastic. So right, this so is we're not gonna. So we won't start with you. <laughs> yeah, please. This is brilliant. This is fantastic. You know, this is the first time I think that Mike is the one who didn't prepare anything. <laughs> I know, like I've watched so many movies, and I like none of them really fall into this topic. <laughs> And what's really funny is that I actually prepared slightly, just. I wrote four titles down that I wanted to talk about, but I'm only going to talk about two. So. Well, there you I'll, go. Yeah, see. Well, let's start with you, Shane, since you. I wrote something down. So. I wrote something. <laughs> okay, can you share the paper on your Instagram so we believe you? Yeah, I will do later. <laughs> this is quite funny. This is really funny. Um, but yeah, now I, I was thinking about this subject all week and it was really funny because it was only this morning when I just actually decided what films I was going to talk about. But, um, well, we should yeah, specify I'm, the subject is movies that don't turn out well for the characters in them. Yeah. That they, you know, for whatever, whatever happens in the movie, it doesn't end nicely for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, I, I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, oh, there's quite a few movies I could talk about. I mean, you reeled off a list of movies while we were recording last week, and I just said, nope, I'm not talking about them. Nope. But I went back on that, and I've decided I'm going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> but you motherfucker. No, I'm going to talk about Saw, the first movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, James Wan, his introduction to cryptic horror movies, which... Personally speaking, I think is the best movie from the entire franchise. Um, because at the time when it came out, it was completely fresh. It was totally new. No one had ever seen anything like it. You know, deadly cat and mouse game. And it was twisted. It was fucked up. It was amazing. Um, written by Lee Wannell and James Wan. Um, it's got Kerry Elwes, Lee Wannell, Danny Garber in it. Um as well as a few other people in there. But basically, this film is... The guy Jigsaw, obviously, we all know the story. Jigsaw is a bit of a twisted fuck. He sets up traps for people um, 
who have yeah that um who have basically done something wrong in their life and they're trying to cover it up so he's trying to make them pay for what they've done um with all these twisted traps and the 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 first movie kind of opens up with two guys or there's a guy in a bathroom he wakes up in the tub and you know he comes to and he's like holy fuck what the fuck's going on so they got the guy in the bathtub and then you got the surgeon which is played by carrie always he's chained up by his ankle and they have to try and find ways to escape and in the middle of the room is a body um and they're trying to work out where the body came from, where they, where what the how they got there, and exactly what the fuck is going on, and what the whole purpose of this thing is. Where on the outside you've got the police trying to work out what's going on, and you've also got other victims or other people that have been taking part in this in this whole scheme. And the general purpose of the movie is like one person is meant to survive, so. I'm going to skip to the end here where we are going to go into spoilers and we are going to talk about the end of the movie, but basically the end of the movie still gets me to this very fucking day. Every time I watch it, it always freaks me out. It always leaves me in awe. And I think it's one of the best endings I've ever seen in a movie for fucking years. When Jigsaw gets up off the floor after Carrie Elwes has cut off his ankle and has managed to get out of the room and the guy is freaking out because he's i think he's shot he's been shot by someone as well he's been shot by carrie elwes because somehow they managed to get a gun jigsaw gets up off the floor looks at him looks around and says the keys in the bathtub and then walks out of the room and shuts the door leaving the guy in complete darkness screaming his fucking lungs out when he remembers the key went down the plug hole with the water. So he has no chance of escaping. He's got no way of getting out. Fade to black, end of movie. And when I watched this for the first time, it was probably one of the... It was of, I can't remember off the top of my head what movie it was. There was another movie that I watched that made me shout at the TV screen at certain characters. Um, there was one of the guys in this, um, I can't remember the name of the, the actor, but the guy who was in this was also in Lost. And I remember watching it and absolutely fucking freaking out at this movie, you know, at the, all these guys, what the fuck was going on? It's like the guy trying to kill someone's wife and daughter. He has to kill their wife and daughter in order to succeed and win his game and then he gets the shit kicked out of him and i remember shouting at the screen i said yeah fucking have him get him you can't you know all that kind of stuff which is typical of what i would say Mm. but um when it got to the end of the movie and jigsaw just gets up says keys in the bathtub and walks out i was like holy fucking shit it was like a jaw-dropping moment um and just leaving that guy in the dark to scream until he dies. So it was just, for me, that movie 
was fantastic on every level because it was it was new it was unique i would never seen anything like it before and unfortunately led up to multiple fucking really shit sequels um but uh i mean for me just watching that and seeing how that movie ends knowing that it didn't end well for him <laughs> or for a lot of people actually i just thought it was fantastic yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That people forget like how the first Saw movie is actually like a pretty good movie. Oh. Um and, and when you consider like how just sort of mindless and shitty they got as uh as they went on. Let's be clear, oh, after after three they yeah. did. But the first three are really fucking good. Sure. See, I've watched all of the movies. I didn't rate number two so much. I wasn't overly keen on number three, although the scene with the guy at the start of number three, where he's got all the fucking, he's got all the piercings in his jaw, his ankles and his wrists and all that. That was kind of sick. And I remember watching it with a friend of mine who it actually made him throw up. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, Saw, I just, I just thought it was totally unique. It was a brilliant story. It was well written. It was well acted. Um, and I think it is the best of the entire franchise. I've watched all the movies. I have watched all of them apart from the last two. Yeah, did you see the one with Chris Rock? No. That didn't come out yet. Did it? Oh, it got COVIDed? The Spiral, yeah. I think it's either going to come out very soon or didn't Mike, not. Didn't Mike Volva say you watched it? Didn't he post about that? Yeah, I thought I saw somebody say they've seen it. Oh, oh it says 17th of September. So, yeah, I guess it did come out. Right. Because <laughs> uh, it, it didn't come out by me yet, that's for sure. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't been advertised in Norwich yet. It was what do you think about various... the first Saw Miles? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I'll never forget. I saw it in theaters, and it just absolutely blew my mind. Like, when he stood up, you're like, what the hell? Like, yeah, thought he was a corpse the whole time. It, it was just absolutely floored me. Never seen anything like it. And it's still one of my favorite movies, um, particularly, you know, horror movies. Just, I don't know. It was, it was incredible. Absolutely, absolutely mind blowing for me. Mm. Yeah, so that's a good one. No, I remember, uh, I remember soundtrack. soundtrack was really good for it as well, from what I remember. Yeah, what I, one of my favorite moments. <laughs> of uh, watching Saw was the very first time and I was watching it with my ex-girlfriend and when he got up in the end you know he's like game over and he shuts the door and then you hear just hear Fear Factory start playing I'm like this yeah. is the greatest movie I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> oh Fear Factory's in it yeah seems really funny because that film is 16 years old man wow totally oh, I was, have a teen pregnancy I was wrong Spiral did not come out yet that was a different Spiral that hit Shudder Spiral uh, from the Book of Saw comes out next May. Oh, God. Yeah. See, what I liked about the soundtrack was it was very bleak. It was very bleak sounding. Very, it was industrial. And everybody knows how much I love my industrial stuff. But it was done by Charlie Closer, who was a member of Nine Inch Nails. Um, and he was also responsible for doing the theme tune for American Horror Story as well. But um, he's done a lot of soundtrack work over the years, and I think this was this was kind of his post Nine Inch Nails breakthrough when it came to 
doing soundtrack work. And I mean, yeah, Hand the Feet by um, Fair Factory, I thought was really good, good track. Uh, I believe, oh, what the fuck's the name of it? Hang on, is it the hand that feeds? No, it's um. Oh, bite the hand that feeds. Oh, no. bite the hand that bleeds. The fuck is that? What it's called? Yeah, bite the hand that bleeds. Oh yeah, you're right. I thought it was a different song. Hmm. Well, you're thinking got... of the Carmageddon soundtrack. Man. <laughs> I <Yeah>. guess so. <laughs> it's also got Frontline Assembly on it as well, which is another classic industrial band from the from my era of the nineties. So that was um, that was superb, but yeah. So I might actually watch that this evening because I haven't watched it for a while. That'd be cool. Sweet. Well, uh, mm. What do you got on your list, Miles? Let's go for one of yours. All right. So I picked two movies for this. Um, the first one that I picked was Event Horizon. Um, hmm. I, and there was there was Ryan and Mike giving me shit last week saying, "Oh yeah, you're going to choose Event Horizon, aren't you?" And no, I like, didn't say no. that. I no, I said specifically the Descent, Shane. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like the Descent. So okay. I just watched oh, that today. So good. There you go, Mike. There's one for you. <laughs> I was going to talk about it, but it's not the ending I like. I like the ending where she gets out and everything's fine and peachy, and then they make... <laughs> you stop watching it. Well, <laughs> at some point, you're just and like, then they. No, there's two endings to that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you meant the fake ending. That's why they made a sequel to it, where she goes back to the yes. cave. But right. yeah, we'll talk about Event Horizon. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, go ahead, Miles. Uh, so Event Horizon, um, again, another movie that my dad was willing to take me to. actually saw it on my 12th birthday back in 1997. Um, and my dad absolutely hated it. <laughs> And I remember I was so scared that I kept walking out when it got a little too intense. But I, you know, always wanted to stick it out and watch it again. And it's turned into one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, So it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson uh, before he added the W.S. He was just Paul Anderson at the time. Uh, Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Kathleen Quinlan, Jolie Richardson, Jason Isaacs, Jack Noseworthy, and Sean Pertwee. Just to name a few. And... You know, it follows the the crew of the Lewis and Clark rescue vessel sent on a top secret rescue mission in response to a stress signal from a spacecraft that went missing seven years prior, the Event Horizon. Um, So with them is their, you know, the ship's designer, uh, Dr. William Weir, played by Sam Neill, um, whose wife was one of the crew members when it went missing. And he explains that, you know, the ship's gravity drive uses the power of an artificial black hole to bend space time to allow it to travel instantaneously to another point in space. And when they first turned it on, the ship just completely disappeared. Um, And then seven years later, the ship's found in low orbit outside of Neptune and all the crew are presumed dead upon the grisly discovery of the remains on board. Um, And then when their youngest member goes to inspect the gravity drive, it activates itself, sending out all these gravity waves that incapacitates the Lewis and Clark and forces them all onto the event horizon. Um, And they soon discover that, you know, it traveled to a different dimension as opposed to another point in space, and that it actually came back as a living entity bent on bringing back a new uh, crew to its hell dimension. Um, And then it uses their innermost fears to start picking them off one by one. And that was the part that always stuck with me, is that they start talking to each other like, I'm starting to see things, but it's stuff that I never told anybody about. So it gives you like that sense of paranoia. It's like, well, how does it know? And just everything about this movie, I love it. Like the the ship is shaped like a cross. Uh, they used a lot of 
gothic architecture and you know looking at churches and stuff like that to design the interior of the ship um although i do have to laugh like kind of in the opening scenes when they use some good old 1997 cgi <laughs> for some of the stuff like a floating watch or all this floating like coolant is all over the place and it like touches the guy's helmet and at the time it was mind-blowing but those special effects have not aged well <laughs> but Fortunately, um, most of the the rest of it is all practical effects, which they do a great job. Um, I think particularly on Sam Neill, once he disfigures himself the first time by ripping out his eyes, you know, his whole face looks awesome. Um, and then also, too, you know, there's the famous scene where Justin, the youngest member, opens the airlock uh, without a spacesuit on. And that always that always stuck with me. That has to be absolutely terrifying for something like that to happen. And you're always curious what, what would happen in that type of situation. So I like the, the take that they took on it. Um, and so, yeah, they all just start dying off one by one in these grisly, horrible, horrible ways. Um, and in the end, you think they get away, but in the, in the lifeboat, but even the last two members, it, it's implied that, you know, that more stuff is going to happen, even though they have a, a new rescue team out there for them. I love um I love in this movie like all the stuff from hell that they that they bring into it and it reminds me a lot of like the plot of like Doom or which I guess was stolen from Warhammer or something cuz I think that's where this came from. Yeah. But um but yeah, I I just love that concept of like technology opening a portal and it just brings you to hell and I'm like, "Oh, oops. Fuck that one up." <laughs> Did Event Horizon inspire Dead Space? It did. It's funny you mentioned that because I saw they in, there's an interview on YouTube of the guy who developed Dead Space. And one of the things he um, he said he was greatly influenced by Event Horizon and specifically how, you know, the atmosphere and the background features of something can tell its own story. So, like, when they first get onto the Event Horizon and they go into, you know, the, the main cabin and it, there's like a flash of lightning and you just see all this gore and viscera kind of plastered on the walls. It's like, well, you know something horrible happened to these people. Um, and he used that in designing Dead Space whenever they were trying to make corridors or show any part of the ship. That's so cool. Oh, it's endlessly fascinating to me. Yeah. Nice. All right, that was a good pick, Miles. I'll take it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one of my own here. Uh, so this week I watched End of the Line uh, from 2007. It's directed by Maurice Devereaux, which is a fucking awesome name. I don't know why I just like <laughs> saying that. Devereaux. Uh, stars Iona Elkin as the lead, uh, and it's about a religious cult that's like murdering and butchering people. It's a Canadian horror movie, so, you know, that's a positive, right? Uh, At least in some way. Uh, and, um, sorry. God damn it, Mike. Come on. Really? What? While I'm speaking. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's so rude. I've never talked to you before. <laughs> this podcast has standards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what standards he's talking about, Miles, but fuck's sake. <laughs> so uh, in the movie, we meet our main character, who's a nurse, and she's working at a hospital, and goes through the typical injuries and accidents of the night. But if you go back and like watch it again, you're like, oh, I I see what's going on here. Like it all, it sort of folds itself in a little bit better. Um, and she's on her way home. She goes down into the subway, and there's a creep down there who wants to talk to her. So she gets rid of him by pretending to know the, another random dude that's standing on the platform. And like, oh no, the, my friend is here. Oh, I like you know, I haven't seen you in a while. We're good friends. Get away from this creep. 
Um, they get on the train, and the creep eventually follows and makes it on the train, and you're sort of, you don't really know where the movie's going, and it sort of shows a bunch of people that are on the train. There's, like, another young girl who's on the train that the creepy guy's sort of getting interested in. There's, like, an old lady. There's a, a bunch of, like, weird religious people that maybe they're Mormons or something. You don't really know what's going on. And there's, like, a, a, a young couple uh, that wants to have sex on the train. I don't know. I guess that's just their thing. And the train gets stopped and all hell breaks loose. Um, one of the religious people pulls out this huge crucifix that they were carrying and pulls a knife out of it and starts like stabbing people. And then all the other religious people start pulling out knives and stabbing everyone running through the train. And they're running around trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, so the shit really hits the fan when like the, the creepy guy tries to like rape the other girl and then the religious people come by and he has to pretend that he's not. And they're like, they eventually make it off the train and they're running through the subway stations and stuff. And they're trying to piece together what's happening. And it turns out there's this huge religious cult that has all of its members are going through the city murdering everyone because they think it's the end of the world. And that the the demons are going to come back and people are going to be resurrected and they have to kill everyone off, including themselves. So they're like stabbing everyone. The, the kills are pretty fucking awesome. It's mostly just like stabbings and throat slits, but there's... One one guy has a broadsword for some reason that they never explain, but why not? And he does this, like, execution-style chop on the back of this guy's neck. He goes to, like, cut his head off, but it doesn't make it all the way through. And it's, like, thud, and, like, his neck breaks open and blood's spurting out, and you're like, his head's dangling around a little piece of meat that's hanging on there. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, the uh, So, like, you know, the movie keeps going on, obviously, since... It's on this list. You sort of know it doesn't end too well. But um, pretty much every main character gets either raped or murdered or suicided. And there's a lot of twists and turns where you think, oh, this this is a normal person. But then it turns out, oh, no, they're secretly a cult member. And sort of vice versa. There's people who are cult members that you're like, oh, no, wait, but I'm not a psycho. Well, so there's kind of like a good back and forth where you're trying to figure out which characters are actually good and which ones are bad. Um... It's it's pretty tense. The movie's kind of cheap, though. It's cheaply shot, and the acting's not the best. But it's entertaining to watch. Uh, I'd say it's worth checking out. Uh, if you could find it, it's probably streaming online somewhere. But the the end of the movie is... It turns out that the Christians were right. And it is the end of the world. And like they, they look outside, and they see there's like fire and brimstone coming down. And like all kinds of shit's happening. And then everybody eventually either gets stabbed or, or suicided, except for our main girl, who survives. And at the at the very end of the movie, all the corpses that are around her start, like, shaking, and then, like, demons burst out of the corpses. So, like, all the dead bodies turn into demons, and it was exactly like the people were saying, that they're going to be reborn and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it just the, the end of the movie just sort of pans in on this girl's face, and she knows, like, that's pretty much it. There's nothing left. So that sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's not I won't say it's a great movie, but I remember watching it. I, I watched most of it way back in the day when they had a uh, what was the channel was called Monsters HD and they would just show random shit. This is probably like around 2007, 2008. And this movie was one of the ones that was on it. And um, I was like, oh, I always liked that movie, but I never went back and saw it again until I just recently picked up the Blu-ray for this. So it's kind of cool to check out. 
um, I was looking on IMDb, looking up shit on the movie, and apparently I didn't I didn't realize this it, earlier in the movie. There's like a um, a little cutaway. Uh, it says Karen finds an envelope from Vivian with the phrase written on it. Uh, let's see, Claviceps puropia ergot, which uh, uh, Claviceps puropia is a type of ergot fungus that can grow in rye and has been known to cause hallucinations. And an alternate reading of the movie is that the demons aren't actually real, and all the hallucinations you're seeing are from tainted church muffins. And the only people who who see the demons are church members and the main girl Karen, who eats a muffin in the beginning of the movie. So that's I'm like, funny. oh, that's that's pretty fucking good too. I like that. That fits in as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun watch. I, I I'd say if you're gonna look at something. A little more unusual and not mainstream. This would be a good watch for people uh, in October. So, yeah, end of the line. Anyone see this one? No. No. Nope. All right. Well, Mike, <laughs> did you have a movie you did want to talk about? No. Um, I literally <laughs> just thought we were going through all the movies we watched so far. Well, then Again. take a movie that you just watched then. I'm fine with that. If you get something uh, interesting. I'm not, because you bloody slacker. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Mike. We'll, we'll, we'll take points away from you for this episode. Oh, man. I'm already negative points. You're going to take I'm more away from tally. me? I'm um, tally that we have. Oh, okay. I'll just do the rest of them, and when uh, you guys are done, I'll go over the movies I've watched and give, like, All right. little tidbits of info. All right, we'll do that. Shane, we're rounded back to you. What do you got? Oh, for fuck's sakes. Right, um... Here we go. I'm going to go for Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh. Because it was... Um, it was basically one of those... Oh, yeah, there we go. It was one of those films that surprised me because I knew, knew nothing about it when it first came out. And I kind of avoided it for a while because I thought it was just standard. Like, it's going to be one of those standard movies that's going to be really boring and really shit. How fucking wrong was I when I watched it? Um, basically, it's it's written by or it was written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang, directed by Andre Overdell, and it stars Brian Cox, Emily Hirsch, Ophelia Lovey Bond, and um, Olwen Catherine Kelly playing Jane Doe. Um, basically, it's a father and son team who work in a morgue, and they get called to uh, take away a corpse from a house where the ent- all the inhabitants of the house are found dead. Right, and in the house, in the basement, they find a perfectly preserved corpse of a young girl. Um, so the corpse gets taken away, and they're trying to figure out what happened to the rest of the family, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and as the father and the son, the father being played by Brian Cox, as they start doing the autopsy on this young girl, all this strange shit starts to happen. And they find all this really interesting stuff while they're doing the autopsy. So, um, for instance, when they cut open her chest, they find all of her... They find scar tissue like riddled inside and like ruins ruins uh, inscribed into the flesh as well which gets alarm bells ringing and they they start to think what the fuck is going on here you know what the hell is all this about 
and as the film goes on and they just they find more weird shit going on more stuff happens to them uh, that results in their deaths leaving the corpse to be perfectly preserved yet again so the final scene of the movie obviously the police have gone in to um investigate what has happened they find bodies etc etc and then as the van is taking the body away with the toe tag on it the final scene you see is the toe twitching and you think ah okay so this could well be this could lead on to a sequel or thankfully it hasn't so far <laughs> but you know it could be it's one of those films that could lead to like, more ongoing shit and the woman the body of the young woman is actually inhabited by a witch from the Salem witch trials as it's later what the fuck is going on what's that Shane someone downstairs is soaring very very loudly is that what that noise is yeah uh, it's fucking crazy ex-army dude downstairs I know who it is straight away Jesus Christ, can you oh get my God. Yeah, can you hear that? <laughs> yes. Shane, he's coming through the floor. That's impressive, because that concrete... And he stopped. Oh, it'll, take, it'll take him a while then, so you got time. Yeah, that's all right. He's only been at it for the last fucking six years, you know. Um, <laughs> Shaw's shaking it. But yeah, I mean... Um, Basically, this that's just completely thrown me off. Fucking wanker. Um, yeah. So, basically, it's how this film ended for me. It was a nice surprise because it was, obviously, you didn't expect it. I didn't, ex I didn't know what to expect when I watched this because I bought this on a blind purchase. And I thought, I've heard a lot about it. I may as well give it a watch. And I, I didn't realise how much... I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. And I just loved every aspect of the film. I just thought it was really, really cool. I didn't like the dead kitty, though. Um, but um, <laughs> actually, just looking at IMDb, the cat was called Stanley, actually has his own IMDb page. Stanley the cat. What else was he in? Let's see. Um, oh, just for the autopsy of Jane Doe. That's it. But he's he's listed out there, though. He's listed. Yeah. That's Sydney, funny. actor. <laughs> Autopsy of Jane Doe, 2016. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, I, I do really enjoy this movie. I do like this movie a lot. It's been a while since I've watched it, so I might have to rewatch it again. But um, I just thought this was really interesting, really clever. Um, haven't seen anything like it before. I've had it recommended to me by a few people. So I just thought to myself, right, I'll give it a watch. And I just loved everything about it. Plus, boobies. Dead boobies, Shane. Come dead. on. Hey, dead boobies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Different conversation. <laughs> Completely different conversation. Oh, yeah, that was the reason why I managed to lose my friends and followers on uh, TikTok the other week. Dead boobies? Yeah, we're talking about necrophilia. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I'll tell you what. Don't work any of your magic on this show, Shane. No, I'll try not to. <laughs> but you know, it was it was funny. But yeah, um, I just thought it was. I just thought the whole premise behind the movie was really clever, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's a great one. I I, uh, I love Brian Cox in it. He's really good. Um, and the guy that directed it, he's uh, he's awesome. He did the uh, Troll Hunter. Yeah. And uh, also, I guess scary stories to tell in the dark. I didn't realize that was the same guy. Yeah, I recently bought that um, just to see what it was about, see what it was like, and it wasn't too bad, I guess. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I think they could do another one pretty easily. Yeah. So, yeah, that movie's pretty fucking awesome. Have you watched this one, Mike? Yeah, I've seen it. I liked the first. I watched it a few years ago. I was really into it for like the first half. But like then it gets a little like too over the top because I thought them like discovering about the whole witch thing was really neat. I don't know the more like they operated on her, the more shit they found. And then all of a sudden she starts like, if I remember correctly, it's just, like psychic shit then. And it's just like, uh, I'm kind of like toning out at this point. But I like I really like the first half of it. How about you, Miles? Have you seen Autopsy, Jane Doe? Oh, yes, I have. It was actually thanks to your rec- your guys' recommendation from the podcast that made me want to watch it. Um, and it was the first movie that I put on my list this year. I haven't watched it yet this year, but um, absolutely love it. Brian Cox is amazing. And um, I do like when things get a little paranormal and they give you that misdirection where they start hallucinating, uh, mm. particularly because it gives you that sense of security at one point where you think Neil Hirsch is going to make it out. You know, like, oh, man, you know, he's he's going to make it. And, you know, his poor dad, like what ends up happening to him. Um, and then they have a nice good old switcheroo, which, yeah, the first time I saw it, you know, didn't expect it. And, yeah, absolutely love this movie, too. Yeah, I need to watch this again. I only saw it the one time. I think whenever that was, <laughs> I did it for the podcast. <laughs> it was probably a couple years ago. But, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a good one. Uh, how about another one from you, Miles? All right, so the second movie I chose uh, is House from 1977, the Japanese movie. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Hausu. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I could hear, I I been... could hear Mike's chub from here. Oh, yeah. I just I bought that on Criterion uh, a couple oh, months ago. It's so good. God, why? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I had only ever heard about this movie. I'd read about it. Um, and, you know, recently, you know, HBO became HBO Max. And every now and then I'll go on there to see what horror movies they have. And this is available to stream on HBO Max. And I was blown away. I was like, yes, finally get to see this. It has this huge cult following. I can't wait to see what all the hype is about. And, <laughs> oh, Man, this 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 was rough. I had to watch it in a, in a couple chunks just because I, I couldn't you, take it. Did you know it was a comedy though, too? Before no, you watched it. Oh, okay. I, I, I went in just knowing that, like you know, it's a horror movie about these girls that go into a house and then they die in these crazy ways, and it's supposed <laughs> to be. I don't know. I don't know why it has such a huge following. It plays the same goddamn song throughout the entire movie. It <laughs> drives me nuts. Um, but it's. Directed by Nobuhiko Obayashi, who is uh, at the time of the release was um, he was known for doing commercials, um, and it shows in a lot of the scenes in the movie. Which you know, when you see the stepmother come out and like winds always blowing in her face, like it's some 
makeup commercial or something like that. Um, and it was done by Toho Production, who's famous for, you know, the Godzilla movies, all kinds of anime, other movies and TV shows. Um, but it was made kind of in a response to the success of Jaws. And, you know, they wanted to have their own, you know, domestic horror movie like, oh, look what we could do over here. Um but anyway, the premise of the movie is that, you know, this girl is excited to take a trip to Italy with her dad, uh, who's scoring a music for a film. And uh, he surprises her by saying, hey, guess what? I have a new stepmother for you who's replacing, you know, her mom who died a, a years prior. Um, so she gets upset and writes a letter to her aunt, who she's only seen once or twice, telling her that, you know, she wants to run away and wants to come visit her. And the aunt agrees and lets her, you know, come with her six friends. Um, and all the friends, everyone has, you know, their names are based on their defining features. Like one, the main one's gorgeous. Then there's Kung Fu, Prof, Fantasy, Mac, which is supposed to be a play on stomach. Um, none of them have any real names, but they all end up going. And um, it's basically a fever dream from there with these horrible special effects, which I guess was done intentionally. Um, but my God, it's. Ooh, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> it's just all this crazy shit starts happening. They realize that the aunt isn't who she, you know, seems to be. Um, turns out that she died years ago waiting for her husband to come back from World War II, and he never did. Um, and so she died, and her spirit inhabits the house, and I guess the cat named Blanche. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be one in the same or if there are two different spirits. Uh, but the whole idea is that they are then feeding on unmarried girls that are coming there and taking their life force to you know, maintain themselves. Um, and each girl dies kind of close to or doing something close to what represents their characteristics. Like there's one that's playing the piano. And even during the film, she mentions that oh, it feels like the piano is trying to bite my fingers off. And then there's a <laughs> technicolor scene where it bites off her hands and then proceeds to eat the rest of her and her, the rest, all her body parts start floating around and the piano's playing it. It's just, it's so weird. Um, but in the end, in, it's spoilers. Everyone more or less dies except for Gorgeous, uh, the main character who, I don't know, is, is she possessed by the aunt, invites the the stepmother to come and then it cuts to black and, you know, the, with the insinuation that she then kills the stepmom. Um, but yeah, this this was an experience for me because I had, I don't know, it, it has had a reputation and it everything I read about it, everyone gave it these glowing reviews and Oh my God, it, it was, this took a lot out of me. This might've shaved a year or two off my life watching this thing. <laughs> how, how much did Kevin hate this? Oh, she didn't watch it at all. I told her, oh, she goes, what do you watch? <laughs> and I said, some terrible Japanese movie. She goes, good. Don't involve me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I guess what, it's really bizarre. Like none of the sets are real locations. And I don't know why they did that. Like everything is a painted background on like a green screen. And I don't know if it was budgetary constraints or whatever, but you they'll just be like running up to, Oh, there's the house. And it'll have like, I don't know, this archway that is real, but then it's just like a matte background of like the house that's supposed to be way off in the distance, but it's so fake looking and it drove me nuts. And uh, yeah, it didn't end well for any of the protagonists and certainly not me for watching it. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not me. Oh. Yeah, the viewer. 
What about the part where the cat turns into like a wall and starts vomiting blood and, into like, it, and it becomes like a swimming pool of blood? Yeah, that somehow dissolves one girl but none of the others. And yeah, <laughs> I also like the floating head that comes out of the well and just starts barfing blood after it yep. bites a girl in the ass. <laughs> yeah, Which, that one. That part reminded me of uh, Mystics in Bali. I don't know. <laughs> I love uh, the character of Kung Fu, where she's actually performing Kung Fu on the ghosts near the end of the movie. Like, it's throwing, like, furniture at her, and she's, like, kicking them. <laughs> she's doing, like, karate kicks <laughs> to try to deflect uh, everything. <laughs> she's the only one that has her own... That, that's the only time the music changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, House, the Japanese movie, is... A hot pile of garbage. And I, hate <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I fucking. I, I. This is definitely a movie that people would would hate or love, and I love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, the the dumb shit. I remember. I think the last time I watched this, I showed it to one of my buddies. Uh, I was Patrick Miles. You know him. And um, God. let's just say he was imbibing in some uh, some medicinal product to keep himself happy. Very unlike. And him. what's that? I said very unlike him. Yeah, right. And um, let's just say he was out of his mind by the end of the movie. He's like, what the fuck did we just watch? I'm like, yeah, man. It's it's definitely a movie you can enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I love this one. Mike, you like this one too, right? Yeah, like I said, I bought the, the Criterion uh, version of it. I only watched it once back in the day. And uh, then I saw it for sale. I'm like, Criterion's like doing this. So I bought it and I watched it again. I, I think it's hysterical. I, I I didn't know it was mainly a comedy. Um, but then I like I really like the directing in it. <laughs> like I, I think some of the scenes are really well done. Like when the the um the fake aunt she's like dancing and then she like disappears in the refrigerator and then you see her come into the foreground. And she's like watching like she transported through the refrigerator. I think it's like some moments like that kept me really interested, especially with like the uh, the head coming out of the well, biting everyone in the ass. So I, I, I think it's hysterical. I think it uh, it looks really cool. The Technicolor and the different music when like when Kung Fu pops up. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Well, I do like you that. Ever come across they... this one, Shane? I haven't seen it. No, I'm not familiar with it at all. Um, something I might have to look into. Sounds no, like a good. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to look into this one. Excellent. Oh, I hear a kitten. There's one in the room. What do you want? You don't belong in here. She belongs everywhere. No, she left. I got her. All right. She knows her role. All right. All right, let me do my uh, my last one I got here, fellas. So I got Plank Face, 2016. What? Uh, directed by Scott Shermer and stars Nathan Barrett. So this is a, um, a low-budget, sort of underground movie. Um, not too underground, but uh, it's, it's pretty popular. I see it around a, a lot. And the movie's basically a couple goes camping. Um, the woman is sort of pinned down by this creepy dude and raped. And the boyfriend finds this guy raping his girlfriend, like smashes him with a, with a rock, tackles him and goes like out of his mind and uh, kills the rapist. 
and um, this this uh, guy is then knocked unconscious and kidnapped by a group of hillbilly psycho cannibals. And one way or another, the leader of the group, the I guess the father figure or the husband or whatever, uh, is killed. And the family decides they want to keep this guy as a replacement for the father. Um, so the family is made up of Granny, who's old lady. Uh, the bunny girl, who's a girl that wears a bunny mask and doesn't talk. And the bride is a girl who sort of wears a dress and doesn't talk. Uh, there's almost no dialogue in the movie after the sort of the camping scene happens. It's almost like there's a couple one-word things, and, and you could tell Granny speaks like some version of English, but it's not like English. And they kidnap this guy, and they torture and sort of try to break him down to get him to be part of their group of uh, psycho cannibal hillbillies. And it's all just like rape and torture and killings and beatings and cannibalism. And they end up eating the balls of the old guy who was killed. They feed him to this guy. Ew. Um, oh, yeah. Raw, of course. Uh, that's a whole new definition to teabagging, I guess. <laughs> and... There's like it, it, all of it. I say all this stuff, but it, this is all done really well. The special effects are awesome. The sound design is amazing, which you never, like, you never even think about that in a low budget movie. Uh, but they do a really good job in this one, and they add just enough like character moments, so it's not just like these aren't mindless, you know, cannibals like in um, Wrong Turn or something like that. Like these. You know, they have personalities. Each of them is a, is slightly different. And it not that it makes you sympathize with them, but, you know, you sort of see, okay, these are, you know, developed characters. They have things that they like and don't like, um, despite all the unbearable rape and horrible things that are happening in the movie. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's not like a big, long plot or anything. It's basically them trying to break this guy down. Um, but I'm going to get to the unhappily ever after part. So I'm a little sketchy on the timeline of how long they had this guy like kidnapped and tortured and everything, but they eventually they're breaking him down where he's going to join the family. And it's called Plank Face because he wears this plank of wood mask over his face with one eye hole cut out. And he wears this almost the entire movie. Um, at one point, they take him out to the woods for what you think is going to be like a wedding ceremony because they put the girls in a dress in dresses where most of the movie they're topless and walking around, or at least in their, in their underwear. And, uh, they take him into the woods and it's actually, they take him to a tree where his then girlfriend is tied to. And I guess they've been keeping her alive this entire time, unbeknownst to, to this guy. And they take him out there and they give him an ax and she realizes it's her boyfriend that's in front of her wearing this mask on. And she's like, you've got to save me. You've got to save me. And he leans over. It's like the only line of dialogue he's had throughout most of the movie. And he says, I will. And he, obviously to spoil it, it does, things don't go well for this woman. He leans back with the axe and just lets her have it. Um, and then they start eating her raw brains out of her crushed skull um, in a gruesome fashion. And I really enjoyed this movie. Like, it, it is low budget, but it's done so well and done with a lot of heart. And they don't make it goofy like a lot of low-budget type of movies you see where they're like, oh, we can't afford to make this look good, so we're, we're just going to make it goofy and make fun of ourselves while we do it. So, you know, it'll be a good time. This is more like very serious, 
there's not like a laughing part of the movie really at all. And I thought it was done extremely well for, you know, what these people had to make the movie. And it was all done by just a small group of people. In fact, on the Blu-ray I got, it was introduced by the producer, who is also the, she plays the girlfriend, and she's also the special effects on the movie. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this, they, they did everything. It's just a small group of people. And it's done really well. It's artistic. There are shots that are even, like, beautiful looking, which is crazy to say. And, I don't know, overall I just thought it was really good. Oh, and there's also one scene has a cameo by uh, Brian Papandrea, who is the star of the wonderful film Fang Boner, which you guys would remember me bringing up. Like, he comes on the screen and I go, I fucking know this guy. Why do I know this guy from somewhere? I go online, I look it up, and I'm like, oh, it's Fang Boner. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he gets his balls ripped off and then uh, lit on fire as well, so... <laughs> A fitting end for him. Uh, yeah, but Plank Face, uh, I recommend it. If, if you come across it somewhere, it's worth checking out. It's um, pretty good for a low-budget indie movie. He was also in a film called Amateurville Vibrator. Yeah, I've talked about that as well. Yeah, playing the voice of Spanky. <laughs> oh, he did Spanky's voice. I didn't realize yeah. that. Spanky's the doll that goes on to fuck two of the women in Amityville Vibrator. Yeah. Top quality, fellas. And this my, is not like Plank Face is not like that. Like I, I enjoy dumb, goofy shit. Like Plank Face is much, much more serious. He was also also in a in a short called Nutsack Part One, Lucifer's Cosmonauts. <laughs> That's Mike's favorite title. <laughs> I mean, I lost it the first time I heard that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just chuckling at this one. Blood orgy at Beaver Lake. Gross. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, I guess that's about two each from all of us. Yeah. Uh, do we want to hear what Mike has to say, or should we just cut him off? Just cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't prepare for this podcast, like I said before. So, I just have a list of all the movies I've watched since the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and I will tell you now. So the the day after that we recorded this last time, I had my alien day, and I watched Pitch Black, Bad Taste, Species, a crazy movie called Meatball Machine. Uh, oh yeah, The Faculty oh, and the Meatball Lips. Machine's great. Yeah, I I I'd never seen it before, and then I watched it, and it was about aliens. Uh, I believe it's about aliens. I don't remember if they explained how, but they come to Earth. And they kind of possess you, and you turn into these giant um, armored alien things. And there's like a, a ball on you where you're being controlled, like mentally and physically, by this little alien inside of you. And you have to eat brains in order to like nourish yourself. And that was one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. Um, obviously, I. I uh, all of the, the movies I watched that day are all alien involved somehow. Bad Taste, I revisited because I haven't seen it in a long time. And man, that movie is fantastic. Uh, if you don't know about Bad Taste, uh, it was a, it's Peter Jackson's like second feature film or first one, maybe. I think Meet the Feebles came out after. But um, Bad Taste is a Peter Jackson flick where it took him four years to make it. 
Uh, it took him so long to make Bad Taste that there's a character introduced in the near beginning of the movie. He, in real life, he gets married to a woman. And at the time, Peter Jackson was only shooting this on weekends. And the woman that the, the guy married was pretty controlling. So uh, she said, you're not allowed to keep shooting this on Sundays because that's our religious day. We go to church and everything. You're not allowed. <laughs> so he had to drop out of the movie. And the, the filming took so long that he actually divorced her. Or they got divorced. I don't know. I don't know the details. They uh, they got divorced, and the guy actually came back and finished up all of his scenes before the movie was done. So that movie is like a pet project for Peter Jackson. He had so much uh, passion for it. I mean, four years. That's a long time. Um, and eventually, the New Zealand board came in, and they gave him a whole bunch of of money to finish it properly so uh that's it's such a crazy movie peter jackson plays two different characters and he plays one of the aliens and he plays Derek, uh a guy who gets his uh skull uh open and throughout the movie he keeps trying to close it and put his brains back in because his brains keep coming out (laughs) it's so ridiculous i i love that movie um so yeah that was that was alien day and the day after that was a found footage day uh, I watched uh, five movies there. It was I watched this really bad flick on Tubi called Spirit in the Woods, which is like a student film that goes absolutely nowhere. Uh, I watched a, a found footage movie called Butterfly Kisses. You guys ever see that? No. It's about a um, these two students that are trying to capture a spirit at the end of this train tunnel, and it was actually ended up being pretty good. Uh, there, nobody believes. Uh, it's nobody believes these two students, but so they're trying to actually record it and record the spirit coming up because at midnight on this, on this, yeah, at midnight, you have to keep your eyes open and not blink for an hour. So they've, and then the spirit is supposed to come up and every time you blink, he's supposed to get closer and closer. So they get the idea of recording it. And eventually, I guess I could have talked about this movie (laughs) because it ends not, not well. Um, so the, some guy finds all these students' tapes, and he tries to profit off of it. And the documentary crew is following him, trying to make this into his own movie. And he like cleans up all the footage, and he tries to sell it off on like uh, ghost hunting and paranormal groups, and none of them are buying it. So he ends up trying to decide to uh, do the challenge and everything. And it's it's pretty decent found footage movie. I was surprised by it. Uh, I watched Gags the Clown which is a found footage clown movie where it did not need to be found footage of, at all. Um, oh. I watched Afflicted and the uh, uh, Poughkeepsie tapes, which I feel Poughkeepsie. like <laughs> I feel like that movie is extremely overrated because I don't know. Nothing really happens. Um, day after the, um, the day after that was uh, French horror. I watched high tension, the fall of the house of usher from 1928 uh, the Living Dead Girl from 1982, mm-hmm. Spirits of the Dead, which was one of the most boring movies I've ever watched in my entire life, and I don't know that one. Vampire from 1932. Okay. Um, so Spirits of the Dead is Jane Fonda's in it and Peter Fonda. It's an anthology movie that just take it's t- over two hours long. Takes for, there's only three different stories. It's it's a long one. Um, yeah. After that, I watched anthology flicks. I watched Asylum, which is one of my favorite Amicus movies ever. Dead of Night, which is a 1945, really underrated anthology. 
Uh, Tales from the Crypt from 1972, VHS 2, the Dark Tapes, which I had to turn off because of how stupid that was, and uh, Phobia 2, which apparently Phobia 1 is a very underrated anthology from a lot of people, and Phobia 2 is on Netflix, so I decided to check that out, and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, The stories are really unique, and uh, it's easily uh, accessible. One of the stories involves like this uh, lady who owns a car dealership and she's being uh haunted at a car dealership which is kind of neat um day after that was universal monsters watch frankenstein phantom of the opera the original uh the invisible man the mummy and creature from the black lagoon if any mm-hmm. of you are unfamiliar with any of those you need to watch those because there's oh, yeah, so that's great. required watching all the universals yeah, if the Phantom of the Opera when he exposes his face for the first time, Lon Chaney, like that's iconic. That's like an iconic scene in horror. Um, <laughs> then, um, then yesterday I watched horror comedies. I watched Young Frankenstein because that's one of my favorite movies ever. What We Do in the Shadows, which is also one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, Shaun no, of the boy. Dead. Oh, it's so good. Shaun of the Dead, Abner Costello meet Frankenstein, Dead Alive, yeah. and I. I watched for the first time, and I tried giving it a chance. It was A Haunted House by uh, Marlon Wayans. Oh, no. And it was on Netflix, and I've never seen it, and I'm like, I'll give it a try. That movie is terrible. I thought it was going to be kind of like a scary movie thing, but the writing is so bad. I uh, I got through about an hour of it, and I had to turn it off, because there was, there was one scene where I was trying to play off um, Paranormal Activity, and they have the shot of the door in the bed. And his the joke is his wife just keeps farting. And, like, I was like, okay. And then it, like, keeps going, and it keeps going. And it just completely ruined the joke. There's another joke in there where uh, Marlon Wayans is getting ready for his wife to, like, have sex with him because they haven't slept together in their new house yet because they've both been so busy. And he's getting ready by, like, dry humping a, uh, like, stuffed animal. Ugh. Yeah, and then, it, but the joke keeps going. Like, he starts doing, like, different uh, uh, moves with it, and he starts going in different positions with it, and he's, like, getting really into it. This goes on for a couple minutes. And I'm like, what is so funny about it? He's like covered in sweat and he's like getting all into it. It was just really lazy and stupid. So I would not recommend that, even though they made a sequel to that, which has even a worse rating on IMDb. And I'm never going to see that. So, uh, yeah, those are the movies I've been watching. And today is um, Monster Movies. And I've watched The Descent and I love that movie. I think it's one of the, one of the few movies that I'd give a perfect 10 out of 10 too same thing with really yeah i love the descent same thing with the movies i watched yesterday young frankenstein what we do in the shadows and Shaun of the dead all get like perfect ratings from me um yeah descent i mean that could go into our the topic too i mean one of the endings of the descent is she's not getting out of the cave she's hallucinating everything in the beginning of the movie they show her taking pills but she leaves them on her nightstand before they leave so, you know, she could be um, hallucinating the whole thing. But at the very end of I call that the shitty ending. So the, at the end of it, she's just kind of just sitting there and she sees daylight and she sees her. I think she sees her kid and she's kind of just sitting there and she sees that there's a way out. But she's kind of like paralyzed and the, the camera pans out. But 
when the camera pans out, it shows that she's actually just still in the cave, surrounded by darkness, and imply that she gets out. But the good ending, the ending that I like, uh, she gets out of the cave, and then they made a crappy sequel to it. So, <laughs> yeah, those are the those are the movies that I watched that I did not prepare for this subject at all. Nice. So um, when you're talking about found footage, I watched one yesterday while I was waiting for my COVID test. Um, the house is October built. Have you seen that one? I think that's so overrated. It's like a bad version of Hell House LLC. Yeah, and I think I think Hell House is better. I do too. <laughs> and then they made a second one that I never watched. I uh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, it, it was because it's on Amazon Prime, and that's what I have access to on my phone while I'm sitting in my car. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch this. I keep people keep talking about it, and I watched it, and I was like, all right, I get it. Like, the characters and stuff were pretty good. I liked, you know, the interaction of all the people on the bus and having fun and arguments and all that. But, like, once they did one of the haunted houses, I'm like, how many of these things am I going to have to sit through? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that's the whole movie. Going through the haunted houses. Yeah. So I thought, I, mean, I don't know. Personally, I thought it was boring, but a lot of people seemed to like it. So, yeah, and I thought that it being, you know, found footage did a disservice to it, like in the towards the end of the movie when they're in the the last experience or whatever you want to call it, because I could barely see what the fuck was going on. And I mean, I probably shouldn't have been watching on my cell phone. I get that. But at the same time, I I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Wasn't uh, wasn't a. Something I want to watch again. That's how I felt with uh, Gags the Clown. Because that ends kind of in a shitty way, too. The whole movie, they're seeing this clown around town. And uh, it keeps killing people. And he, he keeps having this uh, balloon with them that's filled with some powder that they never really explain. So when the balloon pops, you get this powder in you. And you get, like, extremely sick. And eventually you die from it. And then you become one of his, like, minions. So... The um, the movie's about like three or two or three different groups of people, and they all go to one area in the very end of the movie, <clears throat> and they're all trying to find this gags the clown that keeps terrorizing everybody, and it just it did not need to be found footage whatsoever. Like it was really stretching at why it was found footage. Yeah. And um, yeah, at the very end, they all just go to this like circus tent looking thing, and you see all the possessed people. And then one of the news reporters runs out and she just explodes uh, after <laughs> like the clown meets her outside and he gives her a balloon that looks like her. And she starts like laughing and she just explodes. And there's like uh, all of her body parts go flying. And that was kind of funny, but it just, you know, it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. And a lot of those found footage movies have that problem where at least when I'm watching it, I'm like, why is it found footage? Why? Like, yeah, somebody's recording it, but why is it? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but that's how I found VHS viral to be, too. Like, a lot of the stories there it did not need to be recorded on, like, a little camera. It's just, I don't know. All right. Well, you guys got any other uh, movies you wanted to bring up while we're here? Guess not. Have Guess you guys not. seen Come to Daddy with Elijah Wood? No. No. It's on my list to watch, too. Oh. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of war flicks lately, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, he's good. He's I good like him. Maniac. Yes. Oh, I love that movie so much. Very creepy. 
It's one of the few movies that are way better than the original, in my opinion. I don't know about way better, but it was better. Like, I like the original, but I think that this one surpasses it. So, Shane, you said you had four movies originally. What were your other two? I did. My other two were Brightburn and Seven. Brightburn, right? Well, I guess it kind of gives a, a happy ending for the kid, right? Yeah, technically for the kid, but not really. <laughs> he gets to become he gets to become <laughs> Superman. <laughs> he gets to become evil Superman, yeah. Uh, and obviously seven because Goody's head in a box, you know. What's in the box? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the in theaters, nineteen ninety seven. When that first came out, I remember every, all of my friends had been to see it, and they were like, oh, Seven is just so good, you know, it's all about the Seven Deadly Sins, etc., etc., and I was like, right, okay, Wednesday afternoon, just got paid, I thought, right, okay, I'll, um, I've got, I've got some time to kill this afternoon, so I'll go to the movies, and I remember walking out and thinking to myself, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, the first time I watched it, I wasn't expecting that ending at all yeah i don't think anybody was but it was just kevin spacey as creepy as a motherfucker is he was really creepy in that and he nailed it he did a really good job in that i don't think he was acting at all i don't think he was (laughs) it's just normal kevin spacey yeah being a pervert yeah yeah so yeah so that's good Mm. Uh, oh, before we wrap this up, I had um, two things I wanted to read off in our uh, our correspondence we had here, fellas. Okay. Uh, one came in from Miles <laughs> on the <laughs> last podcast. Miles said, dude, the most recent podcast was one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. I, I legit gagged at Shane describing emptying his chest cyst and pulling out his sack, and Mike talking about an 11-inch wad of earwax. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't Mike. That was me. Oh, uh, that was you? Somebody was. Yeah. My work yes, here is done. That's the fan letter that uh, we received. Fan uh, letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, I want to congratulate Connor Blackman. Because of course it was Connor responded to our question about freezing a freezing a shit and using oh, yeah. it as a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> he, he let us know that it is commonly referred to as an Alaskan pipeline. Yeah, somebody else said that too. I think on the insta. Yeah, let me check the Instagram real fast because someone else said uh, the Alaskan pipeline as well, and that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Killa Cubano. He hashtagged it. He goes Alaskan pipeline. Hashtag Alaskan pipeline. And then hashtag Alaskan hot pocket. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I knew there was a term for it. I still think there's another term for it, but that man. Oh got my me. god. The Alaskan hot pocket. <laughs> that is genius. Oh Miles, add that to the list. <laughs> Uh, Holy shit. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up mostly because I am losing my voice and I have to keep uh, muting my mic so I can hack up a lung. <laughs> so yeah, I apologize for uh, 
not preparing and I just kind of ranted near the end of like 40 <laughs> movies I watched over the last like five days. That's all right. That's the beauty of it, baby. Yeah, yes. that's the good part about being laid off. Like now I could actually like watch as many movies as I can. And in, in, during October, I've watched 51 in 11 days. Holy shit. Dude. Yeah, that's pretty so good it's, going. yeah it's, it's something I'm never going to be able to do again. <laughs> so I'm trying to take advantage. Yeah, I don't know how many I got. I haven't counted. I I think I, I, I'm shooting for. I want to try to hit sixty this this month, but I don't think I'll get it. What you'll get? What, you, what I post is what I've been watching basically, and I don't plan on doing much else in that aspect. Well, you got plenty to watch, Shane. You got House. You've got um. <laughs> what was that one that you said you wouldn't watch? <laughs> oh. Just watch. I want. I want to propose a challenge to somebody to watch Amityville Vibrator every day in in, in October. Thirty-one days of thirty-one Amityville days of Amityville Vibrator. Yeah, I, I think it wouldn't be too bad. There's one scene that drags on way too long, and uh, and anyone that's watched it knows exactly what I'm talking about. Just, just like, one like, scene. Right, we... Yeah, one scene that's a little bit too much. Only one. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is perfect. Ten out of ten, nine out of ten, except for that one scene. Uh, right, right. You, 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 there's no perfect movie, guys. You know, everything could use a trim here or there. Oh God! All right, well, let's stop doing this because <laughs> let's stop. I've got to sneeze. I, I mean, just I, in we could hear that you got to sneeze. I like. I can. I feel like I can like sense it. <laughs> I've muted this mic so many times and just like gone like <laughs> like oh, hawking up a loogie. Oh, it's been bad. Okay, well, if uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, I want to thank Miles for joining us on this excursion through bad ending movies. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, um, Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Instagram. All you need, Ryan, on Twitter, at Ryan Tudelo. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Mike, what's your contacts? Um, I do the All You Need Is Blood podcast, Instagram. We're on the forum, uh, the Facebook group, and uh, my my personal Instagram is my last name, just with a zero instead of an O. Shane? Um, you can find me on Instagram, RoboGinge74, and Twitter, Society. And Miles, is there any contacts you want Connor Blackman to have access to? <laughs> Should I? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just throw out, you know, you can find me on Facebook. I'm a member of the fan group, I'm not on the forums or anything like that. Um, and if you want to see pictures of food and cats, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, British Gooch. The gooch. The gooch. Yeah, gooch. <laughs> See, I thought it was gouch at first. It's because you're American. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Ryan got offended that I called it gouch. He's like, you mean gooch? And I'm like, is that how you spell gooch? <laughs> Could be an E at the end, unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a couple extra U's and uh, an O's thrown in there. <laughs> an umalot's thrown in. We're good to go. Like Typical British. Goucher. Goucher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's French. I love it. 
All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I'll just say bye for now. Bye, guys. Thanks bye. for having and me. no one else. No <laughs> one says anything. Goodbye. Great. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, God. I'm covered in sweat. Why is it still 70 degrees? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was one. <clears throat> That's didn't impressive. You, didn't you say something about m- muting your mic earlier? Yeah, I stopped doing that now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Why did you guys do enjoy one? <laughs>